Blog Talk Radio. Don't care. 
This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, and you're tuned in to the Sasha Marina Show. So that song you just heard uh, just a couple seconds ago is called I Want You to Know, um, and it's by Jazz Boy, which is our guest this uh, this evening. Jazz Boy, or also known as Dino Fiumara, uh, he was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and has been uh, exposed to a rich environment of music, art, and theater since he was a child. So he was, I guess, cultivated in the arts, you should say. And um, at such a young age, he managed to pull tracks such as this one that you just heard. Um, in, in the blog, I, you know, I, I, I somewhat refer, refer to him as, you know, an international jazz legend, I guess, in, in, in the making. And I, I know I've seen on, on Facebook he kind of put like, oh, I'm not a legend, but, you know, um, if that, you know, I want to pump you up a little bit. And, and that's my way of, you know, really supporting the people that are in the arts in this way and that really enjoy, uh, I guess, the art of music. Um, no matter what kind of genre you do, you should really love what you do. And um, and this is why I do this show for all of you, you know. And then I really appreciate the time that all of you take to actually uh, come in live and speak to me. So without further ado, I'm going to have uh, Dino live on the air. Uh, hi, how are you? Good evening. Hi, how are you? Nice to be here. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nice to meet you. So how's it going? How's your summer it's been? It's going. It's um, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Working hard. All the time, twenty-four-seven. <clears throat> okay, so that song we heard uh, is it's part of your your new album. Uh, I guess let's start by spilling out a little bit of the goodies. You know, a little bit about your new album. How sure. was that process for you? How was the process? Um, yeah, it's a very difficult and challenging process sometimes. Um, it just depends on how, <clears throat> um, what uh, what triggers you and um, what uh, what comes from that. Uh, lyrics, music, and then production. So it's a combination of all those things, but it has to start from somewhere. And um, I began working on that project, that album, uh, in Vancouver when I was... Um, uh, working on the in the cruise ship uh, world mm-hmm. for a long time, which is exciting. As a really young person, I got to travel all a lot of places all over the world, and I spent a lot of time in Vancouver, which is a, one of my favorite cities in the world. And um, I was hanging out with my friend, and we had a vacation there, and uh, just started to uh, learn about um, some of the newer software, and just got really deeply involved in it that way and then started to write and then things just started to it was like a flood it was like a a, a a gate opened up and this avalanche of water came flowing in you know where sort of where the creativity meets the technology kind of a thing and it sort of allowed me to do a lot of things that were inside of me um, and able to permanize it you know in a real way in a quick way so I, I got uh, really involved in it and from there you know, have been um, have been writing in that way ever since. 
that song is called I Want to Know You Better, and that was uh, um, finished in New York um, uh, with um, a great producer, Lou Geminis, who um, did a lot of the background vocals and incredible killer guitar solo on that. So, um, yeah, that's sort of how the process works, for me at least. <laughs> for you, you, you had the luck that your muse was like talking that, knocking at your door, and and you opened, and you were like, yes, come in, <laughs> let's do this. So, uh, you mentioned something quite interesting, and in, in that whole process of yours, um, you're working in a in, in a cruise ship. How did that opportunity come about? Well, it was quite a long time ago, actually, um, when um, I first. When I just first got out of college, and um, a, a friend of mine from college um, went on to do a contract there, and um, you know called me and said, "Dean, which is my nickname, everyone calls me that. Man, you've got to come out here and you've got to do this. It's exciting, and you know all these beautiful dancer girls, and <laughs> uh, you know go scuba diving and." And, you know, it's a whole different world. And at the, that very time when I had sent materials in to do like a more traditional jazz uh, format, I was doing the jazz trio thing for a long time out there. When I first sent the materials in, that was when um, um, the cruise industry started to, was a burgeoning industry. It just was starting to um, to become much, much bigger, much, much bigger. And in the years following, uh, even in New York, the um, the Broadway people were lining up to do the cruise ship, um, the cruise ships. Uh, the whole industry shifted, and I was right right smack at the uh, in the in the beginning of that. So I spent a lot of years out there and saw a lot of the world when I was very very young, and um, I got to plug, perform seven nights a week, you know, which was just unheard of as I was growing up. Um, you know, I caught the sort of the tail end of the jazz clubs here in my city and in cities across the country. You know, there were sort of the first contract I did was in Alaska. I never even, I never even knew anything about Alaska. <laughs> and it turned out to be like one of the one of the most fabulous places that I would that what I would go to uh, on many occasions. And um, when I came back, uh, a lot of the clubs and a lot of the venues were closing down or they were turning into something else. And so I just, I spent quite a bit of my life uh, out there. I, I really started to grow up out there, musically and otherwise. It was a real opportunity for me to perform, you know, every night and be a part of a world of dance- dancers and theatrical people. And um, and uh, it was fantastic. And, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it any other way. Um, now that I think about it, you wouldn't redo. You wouldn't rewind and and want to change anything. You'd you'd do it again if you could, huh? I, I would do that again. Probably not stay out there as long as I did because it got really um, just a, a lot of fun to be out there and to do it. I, um, but I I never realized sort of midway through that. You know, maybe I want to write. Maybe I want to do a lot more composing. Maybe I want to uh, break it to like bigger venues on land. But at that time, I just I wasn't like a lot of my friends out there. We were not thinking about land-based opportunities. So we were we were sea people. <laughs> I really got my sea legs out there. So 
And it was exciting. Okay, okay. You know, you're not the first person that actually interviewed on the show that somewhat uh, in the middle of their career, they were a part of, of working on cruise ships. And, and you mentioned something, you pinpointed it like right there on the eye. <laughs> uh, the last person I actually interviewed, he was a, he's a Broadway uh, artist, you know, an, an actor and a dancer of Broadway. And he uh, got, he, he was approached, you know, to, to work in a cruise line as well, performing, you know, across the world. And, and, and he took it from there. And it kind of even, and it helped him as well to, um, to pump up his music career, you know. So that's very interesting what, what an opportunity like that can do to an artist. Absolutely. I think that um, when an opportunity like that comes and you and you have the ability to travel and see a lot of the world, I think you should take it, especially at a, especially at a young age. It's, it's really, there's nothing better than that. I think, and it's my opinion, that a lot of people in any field that they're in, I mean, as soon as they're out of college, it's like get married, have a house, you know, and get the car, I mean, have the job, and, you know, and, um, you know, it's very formulaic, and they, you just you just fall into that sort of thing, and I think that it doesn't have to really be that way. Um, if you do have an opportunity to, to travel and to see a lot of things, it enriches your life in a way that um, nothing else can possibly do that in the soul. Um, and then if you catch that travel bug like I did, you know, and you just wanted to keep doing it and keep seeing things and keep um, exploring and experiencing, then um, there's nothing better than that. Definitely. And obviously you, you're a very, uh, you know, you're a very prepared young man. You, um, you received your BAS um, from music education. Do you, I, I, it says music education, but I'm, I'm sure that you, you did it I guess it was a double purpose in that. Do you see yourself uh, maybe in the near future or in the future perhaps teaching music to, to, to others with your kind of dream? Uh, I would love to teach. I think it's a very noble um, field to be in. I mean, anything that involves um, the nurturing of children is very, very important to me. I'm like a big kid myself. I mean, when I would do, uh, I have the opportunity to do um a few um, World Youth Jazz Festival um, uh, concerts, and uh, the last one was in Malaysia. And it was such an exciting experience because the young children there and the young kids, they were so into it. And I think that teaching in that way is a lot better for me than to be um, sort of locked into a classroom. That's really not my thing. Of course, um, I, uh, I would love to perhaps... Uh, working in an academy setting at some point, teaching maybe jazz or advanced jazz improvisation, something like that, where it's a very specific targeted thing. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm just sort of just lifting off right now. Um, I feel like I'm a rocket ship, you know, with the new album and, and so much incredible positive feedback, even with big big names in the industry. Those, or those people who worked with big names have, come back to me um, through various channels and have just loved the, loved the product, the production quality, the writing, the thing, the playing. And I'm just, I'm just, um, I feel like I'm lifting off like a rocket ship, you know, <laughs> with that. So performing is in my blood and, I, and I'm continuing to, you know, move in those areas right now. And uh, speaking of performances, do you have any events uh, coming up um, near your area or maybe elsewhere? 
Well, I haven't really worked in USA for a long time, actually. Um, a lot of the opportunities have uh, come along in Southeast Asia. And since 2009, 2010, I, um, I um, have the experience to, to do a grand opening of uh, Marina Bay Sands, which is mm-hmm. $5.5 billion um, hotel resort, which is part of the Venetian chain. And it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. We were... We were there in this brand new um, facility, a, a brand new, um, exciting new piece of uh, architecture, and uh, we were one of only a handful of groups that um, were were brought over there to appear in the grand opening, and we were there for quite some time. And I got to um, experience the country as well and the city life, and um, it was truly amazing. And from there, um, things blossomed and went into uh, the Philippines Jazz Festival, which was exciting. Um, uh, many of my best friends are Filipino. And, um, and then from there, I was asked to do um, the Malaysia World Youth Jazz Festival and then a premier club in Kuala Lumpur. So a lot of my work is now there, and, and uh, I'm in negotiation now for perhaps the Singapore Jazz, the Java Jazz in Indonesia, and a whole host of um, events, concert-style events there. And it's very exciting to me um, as I continue to put this together. That's, that, I mean, that's, that's quite amazing, you know, because, you know, look, look all that you've done. And, um, and, I mean, you still have a long road ahead of you, I'm sure, a very successful one. And... Um, and I feel like this album, you know, Jazz Boy, it's, it's, it's really going to help you even, you know, reach reach further heights. How long did it take you um, to, I guess, between post uh, pre and post production of the album? How long is like the whole work, and then you actually releasing the album to the to the public? Was it a long process for you? Yes, <laughs> actually, it's funny that you ask because. Uh, I was thinking, well, how would I answer this question if um, if I was posed this question? I, uh, it, a lot of times when you read about the the major um, artists in the world, like Sting or um, Chicago or any of those bands, I, I happen to like a lot of those those bands, Chicago, Total, Sting, and um, a lot of times um, when reading about their process and, and how long they, they take, it's really varied. Sometimes it's it's quick. Sometimes it takes a couple years to put something like that together. Um, it's a um, it's a very very taxing process. I started it in LA with a great um, uh, friend at the time who was a phenomenal saxophone player and uh, and um, engineer. He has um, a top um, um, music lab in uh, in LA. So I was there with him. He's on the Jazz Boy. Um, uh, track, and uh, he's the one, his name is Carl Ditto, and he played saxophone on that, did all the saxophone and horn parts, and all of the background vocal parts along with me, and um, he, he is just phenomenal, so we started it there, and um, uh, he also did, I think, three, three, three tracks from the album, and um, <clears throat> then because of time constraints, things just uh, kept moving forward. And uh, we got backed up, and eventually um, I was able to finish it much, much later in New York with um, Lou Geminis, who I mentioned earlier, who's also a phenomenal engineer and um, guitar player, vocalist. And his wife, Paula Atherton, 
beautiful, um, beautiful uh, woman um, is um, one of the one of the big contemporary uh, slow jazz uh, artists in the world today as well, along with Cindy Bradley, who's also another like a really hot, beautiful girl from New York who is um, a trumpet player. She's they're both on um, the tracks "Time Will Tell" and um, and uh, traveling around the world. That's uh, that's um, Paula's saxophone solo on there. So a little bit of girl power, uh, you know, on the album. So, so that was that was fun. But yes, it, to answer your question succinctly, it was a very long process because there were time constraints and and um, sort of had to move in other directions. And uh, finally finished it and then uh, released it. And it's worldwide now. And then being connected with Famous Records uh, in um, in Florida uh, also promoted it um, as an EP. So right now it's everywhere. It's everywhere in the world. It's Argentina, Italy, Japan. Japan just did a major review and blog and feature of um, some of the tracks off the album. Especially I Want to Note, I, I Will Wait for You, which is um, one of the love songs off of the album that's really just has a, gaining a lot of attention, and everybody who's ever heard it just really um, had nothing but beautiful, positive feedback. So I'm really, you know, excited about all of that. But it's a long process. It's like a painting, um, it's like writing a, a novel. So it's very, very similar to that. It's very mm-hmm. similar to that. All of those things are very connected. They have sort of the same kind of um, trial and error type um, approach. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned one of the tracks being traveling around the world. We're actually going to play that one for for you right now for for you listeners. So we'll be right back after after this song. Come for me in the night. 
That was traveling around the world uh, by Jazz Boy. You maybe can check out his um, his obviously his album and digital retailers such as iTunes, uh, CD Baby, and so forth. He also has a SoundCloud uh, page that you can uh, check him out at, and uh, and a website of course, dinofiomara.com. His SoundCloud uh, just to rectify with you with you guys, it's dinofiomara, and um, yeah, Dino. So that was it. Yeah. Very nice, very nice song. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to, to your followers, to your fans worldwide? Um, well, yeah, buy the album. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. It's really a lot of fun, and there are a lot of people really writing in this way. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of a throwback. I mean, some of the some of the great players that I I, I had listened to the album were like. <clears throat> Well, I mean, you know, people aren't writing this well anymore. It's usually just a uh, just a beat, and people just like either rapping over it or or some sort mm-hmm. of horrible little loop, and it's just not going anywhere. And, and I sort of felt the same way. Sort of a throwback to some of the the great um, the great artists um, from the past who just really wrote things that stick around for a long time. And I'm I'm not putting myself in that category, but I think that it's really um, it's really very close to that, like maybe Al Jarreau's uh, We're in This Love Together. That's just a, such a beautifully written song. It'll be around forever. You know, whereas maybe I hate to, um, I hate to bust on, 
uh, Justin Bieber, but, you know, maybe his songs won't be around for a long time. I don't know. He's a great kid. I think he's got a lot of talent, but but I think you know what I mean. I mean, things, mm-hmm. things just um, fly by today, and don't, they don't, nothing really sticks, you know, because it, there isn't any meat and potatoes to it. I mean, so this is, this has a lot of um, weight to it, and it's really done well, and I'm very, very proud of it. When I listen to traveling around the world, I like, I picture myself driving in a sports car on, like, Pacific Highway, you know, in L.A. or something. So maybe I'll do a video of, on that one day. But, <laughs> but the other thing I would say is, the other thing I would say is, for those who have dreams like this in music or art or any in anything, just to pursue them, there, there is nothing better in life to to see um, the seeds of, of your ambitions come to life. So, uh, and that's what I'm doing. I'm in the middle of that now where things are unfolding and um, a lot of challenges, but a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of rewards as well. So those are the, you know, two things. And, and a special shout out to my best friend, <laughs> one of my best friends, Eddie Lehman from Singapore. He's an unbelievable drummer who I had the chance to work with uh, in, um, in um, Malaysia. And my next album project is another pop jazz funky album, and um, it's um, it's a it's an East meets West collaboration. In other words, it's it's um, me and a whole bunch of um, friendships that I've created over these last few years um, in Southeast Asia. Um, with when I was in Malaysia, uh, right before I went on to 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 perform, there were three little Indonesian kids, and they're called the Three Song. And um, I think they're 9, 10, and 11, something like that. And they blew all of us away. And we were just amazed uh, at the, the, the unbelievable musicianship. And so we started a, a lasting friendship with them and, um, um, and, his, and their whole family. And so um, right now, everything is currently in production for the next, the next album, which is you know, similar to this, which is funky pop jazz, and they're unbelievable. And I'm just so excited about it because it's a, it's a merger of the cultures and the, the music, and it's a bringing together, like a bridging of, you know, all of these ideas and friendships and things like that. I think in the world today where there's so much division, this is a small, small thing that I could do as an artist to, you know, push all of that aside and bring us all together. So that's, that's what's coming for me uh, in terms of... Um, Albums and music. So definitely, guys, uh, buy his album. Um, if you don't want to buy the whole album, which I don't see why you wouldn't, you can buy you can buy just one song or whatever your favorite songs are on iTunes. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, I really, I really do hope that your that your songs and your music stay stay on uh, for way after you know uh, after your glory days. You know, and and you mentioned something very that's that's just very true. You know. Uh, people our age, I mean, at least me, and maybe it's because I grew up with parents that listened to music from the 50s and, and, and 60s, but that music has still managed to stay here, you know, many decades after their, their glory and, and so far and, you know, and so forth. So uh, I wish you the same with your music. Thank you so much. That's, uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's really great to be here and to talk with you. I, I My father was a uh, a really fine jazz bassist, um, and uh, I learned uh, sort of mostly everything from him. Um, uh, 
musically and in life, and uh, he's still one of my great heroes because uh, he's given me the love of music and the love of great music. I mean, I grew up listening to all the all the masters of jazz, like Oscar Peterson, and Bill Evans, and um, all of those great players. So that was infused in my blood from from as a little boy. And plus, I had a lot of theater theater backgrounds and acting and art and all that. But it all stems from him and my grandmother, his mother, who was a a phenomenal classical pianist. Um, So I I started to study under her, you know, traditional piano. Um, So I I have all of this um, infusion of uh, music and the love of music and art. So, and yes, you're right, I mean, the songs that your parents grew up with, I mean, those will stick around because a great song is a great song is a great song, like Michael Bublé said once in an interview. So, uh, and it'll just be around forever, you know? So, great to be here, Sasha. Thank you, thank you, Dino. Um, make sure, guys, you follow him on Twitter, which is at Dino Jazz Boy, and just check out that website, DinoPiomata.com. Thank you, Dino, one more time. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you much uh, continued success in your career and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. God bless. It was a real pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, and you, ladies and gentlemen, can also keep up with us uh, through the SashaMarinaShow.com. Download our app on Google Play or BlackBerry World. Uh, make sure to like that page on Facebook, the Sasha Marina Show. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sasha Marina. And yeah, just keep up with us. Um, to any of our LA people, we will be covering the LA Food and Wine Festival, which is super dope. I mean, well, my team out there will be covering, which I'm kind of a little jealous. But, uh, but yeah, I totally appreciate, uh, I guess, my team for doing that for me. And, and as for me down here in Miami, I guess um, I'm working some things out, and you guys will see pretty soon um, what the Sasha Marina show will be up to. So, uh, Keep up with us at com. Thank you. Bye-bye.